Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillah Nahmeduhu ve nesta'inuhu ve nestağfiruhu Ve na'udhu billahi min şururi anfusina ve min seyyati a'malina Min yahdihillah fela mudilla lah Ve min yudlil fela hadiya lah Ve eşhedü en la ilahe illallah vahduhu la şerika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فنأسق الحديث كتاب الله وخير حدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشرع محدثاتها وكل محدث بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل دلالتي في النار وبعد الحمد لله أعزك الله سبحانه وتعالى that he makes this gathering one which is a blessing for all of us and one which بإذن الله تعالى weighs heavy upon our scales in the akhirah الحمد لله no doubt it's an affair which is beneficial and it brings and it brings joy to the hearts to see once again our ikhwa here in Manchester, South Manchester where we've gathered for the sake of learning about our religion and reminding each other about the affair of our deen so remind for indeed the reminder benefits the believer and so this is merely a jalsa a short gathering and short sitting where we wish to remind each other about the affairs of our deen and solely remind each other of why we are here why we are here within this dunya and Ourselves as Muslims, first and foremost, we affirm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator. And he's the one that sustains us and provides for us. And that Allah azawajal, he azawajal is the one that brings about life and causes death. We affirm the rububi of Allah azawajal. We affirm the fact that he is the Lord of all of creation. We affirm that he has no partners when it comes to creating. He has no partners when it comes to sustaining the life of the, of the creation of this dunya. And so due to this fact, we affirm as well that he is the only one that is deserving of worship. He's the only one that is deserving of worship. And this is a basic and that it's a foundation and the foundations of our religion and when we state in our salawat alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen 
we state in our salat, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all of creation. We are affirming that Allah Ta'ala is the one that cultivates all of the creation. However, this is not sufficient to merely state that Allah Ta'ala and believe that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is the Rabbul Alameen. Rather, along with this, we need to be from those that worship Allah Ta'ala alone. As Allah Ta'ala has commanded us with this affair, an invention, I've not created the jinn nor the mankind except to worship me alone. I've not created the jinn nor the mankind except to worship me alone. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentions, I worship Allah Ta'ala, I worship him alone, I do not associate anything in partnership with him. This is why we're here. This is why, this is our purpose within this dunya, to worship Allah without any partners. And once we've recognized Allah Ta'ala is the one that created us, He's the one that cultivates this, this, us as creation, then we no doubt direct our worship to Him alone. Allah Ta'ala, whilst commanding us with worship and stating that this is the reason for our creation, we understand that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has sent prophets and messengers to respective nations so that they may understand how to worship him. Every single nation received a messenger with the command of worshiping Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala states, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا Indeed, we have sent to every nation a messenger with the command of worshiping Allah Ta'ala alone and staying away from the false deity. So we understand in this regard, that we worship Allah based upon what the prophets and messengers called to. And then the final prophet that was sent, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who was sent to all of mankind. He, alayhi salatu wasalam, came with the sunnah and he came with an affair which is upon us all to follow. On all of us is to follow this affair of his sunnah, follow the affair of that which he came with. So Allah Ta'ala has commanded us with this affair. Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Likewise, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned. Al-Mahdi min ba'di addu alayha bin nawajib. And your points upon you is my sunnah. And the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa who come after me. Hold on firm to it with your mawlati. Right, upon you is the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. For indeed, this is the perfection of deen. Allah Ta'ala mentioned. Al-Yawm akmaltu lakum deenakum. Wa atmantum alaykum ni'mati. Wa radiyatu lakum islam adina. That... Today, I have perfected your religion for you and completed my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your religion. I, this affair of Islam was perfected and completed with the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So no doubt upon us is to adhere to the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wa salam. Allah Ta'ala commands us with that. By way of his statement, What Hold on firm to the rope of Allah, all of you, and be not divided. 
hold on fast to the love of Allah, all of you, and be not divided. Dave, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, hold on firm to the love of Allah, all of you, be not divided. You may hear people say, and state the statement, or mention the statement, that you are dividing. You're saying, you're saying that you are Sunni, or you're saying that you are Salafi. You cause divisions, you're dividing the Muslims. Or you're stating that you don't, you're not going to pray behind a specific Imam. You're dividing the Muslims. How do we respond to this? Or is, it, is this a correct statement? How do we respond to this? What would be the correct response? Not a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> No. So we're dividing. So Allah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stating, Wala do not divide. We're not, we're not dividing. We're not dividing. So then people have deviated from the truth because Allah ta'ala mentioned first and foremost, what tasimu bihabilillah. Hold on firm to the rope of Allah. The rope of Allah is holding on firm to the kitab, the book of Allah. Holding on firm to the jama'ah, which is remaining upon the group, the jama'ah, upon the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So when a person deviates from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, who's the one that's divided? The one that's deviated. The one that stated that I'm that he's left, or the one that has, has opposed. The son of the Messenger of Allah, so he's the one that is divided. He's the one that's divided. So when someone comes now and states that I am upon the Sunnah, I am a Sunni. Naam. Like all he's doing, or he's saying I'm a Salafi. All he's doing is distinguishing himself from the person who has split and deviated. And he himself is not called a deviation. The Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, La tazalu ta'ifatan min ummati. There will not cease to be a group for my nation, for my ummah, clear and manifest upon the truth. So those that are upon the truth need to always be clear and manifest. They always have to be clear and there always has to, there always has to be this clarity of who are the, who, what is the truth and who is its people. And so we do so by, by, by mentioning of what, by mentioning and making clear what we're upon. So we have the affair of the Book of Allah. We have the affair of the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. And this is something that I've maybe mentioned previously in, uh, in Ramadan for the brothers that were present. Everyone will mention and everyone will say that I'm upon the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. Anyone that makes intisab to Islam, anyone that ascribes to Islam will say that I'm upon the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Now I'm to the most extreme examples of those that have deviated from the truth. And those that maybe we would claim and that we would say that are clear deviants away from the truth. They will say that I'm upon the book of Allah and the messenger of Allah. They, the ones that will, for example, say that I'm going out and I'm blowing myself up. And I'm going to, to commit all of these atrocities in the name of Islam. And you'll say that I have this eye as proof and this hadith as proof. I'm upon the book of Allah and the son of the messenger of Allah. Or you have the other extreme. Where you have the individuals that dance around in, in their gatherings and, and spin around in circles. And we say, this is the sunnah. They'll say that I'm doing so 
in by way of the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah So then what we need to have to distinguish the truth from the falsehood is that we go back to the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah For indeed the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He mentioned خَيْرًا nas karni. The best of the people are my generation. The Sahaba. Then those that follow them and those that follow them. Likewise, Allah Taala mentions Asabikun and Awalun, Minan Muhajirin wa Ansar, Walladin Tabauhum Bihsan, Radi Allahu Anhum Waraduan. Allah Taala mentions the first and foremost who preceded. From the Muhajirin, those that made Hijrah from Mecca to Medina, and the Ansar, those that were inhabitants of Medina, all these companions. And then those that followed them in good. Those that followed them in good. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them, and likewise they are pleased with him. So Allah has praised these individuals. So no doubt, the practice of Islam from these generations is the best practice of Islam. So when you have an individual, anyone, that states, I am upon the truth. I have an ayah to prove what I'm upon. I have a hadith to prove what I'm upon. The response needs to be, what or who from these generations understood this in the same way that you claim it to understand it? And it's hence why we say we are Salafi. Because we are upon the understanding of the Book of Allah, the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu in relation to these three generations in relation to these three generations and this is how we should understand this affair of deen and this is how we should understand this affair of our associations as well and so the main issue I wish to discuss with the Ikhwa today is revolving around a narration found in Sir Alam al Sir Alam al is a book by uh, Imam al-Dhahabi where he mentions some of the uh, tarajim. So he mentions some of the biographies of the imma and people of significance through the way beginning with the Messenger of Allah all the way up until his time. Rahimahullah. And so within this narration or within this book we have the narration of a man Going by the, that he went by the name of Thor. Naam, the, name, the man by the name of Thor. And so he approached Imam al Uzai. And Imam al Uzai, Imam Imatil Hadith. And so he stretched out his hand. Stretched out his hand to do what? To give him salam. He stretched out his hand to give him the salam. فَرَفَضَ أَوْزَعِي And so Imam Awza'i refused to give the salam. And then he goes on to mention, Rahimahullah Awza'i mentions, لَوْ كَانَتِ الدُّنْيَا لَكَانَتِ الْمَقَارَبَةِ وَلَكِنَّهُ الدِّينِ وَلَكِنَّهُ الدِّينِ If it was an affair of the dunya, then we would have this relationship. However, it's the deen. So this is this man, Athor, was a man that was had a close relation to Ozai. So based on his close relation, he believed that I can give him salam and we can spread the salam. However, 
Imam Uzai said, If this was an affair of this dunya, this I'll give you salams. However, it's an affair of deen. It's an affair of deen. Thereafter, it was mentioned that this man thought, that he was from the Qadriya. He was from those groups that deviated and, and afforded a deviation in relation to the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is why he refused to have this association with him. And so when we look at this affair, we look at this narration such as this, such as this, such as these rather. And we ponder upon this affair of our deen. For indeed our deen, our religion and the sunnah itself is thamina. The sunnah in of itself is something which is valuable. And something we hold on to, we hold on firm to. And so we should not leave it for any, for any other purpose. And so if a person comes to us seeking to have that relationship with us, then that relationship should be based upon the deen. That relationship should be based upon the sunnah. <clears throat> this, is, this, is the, this is the foundation of our affair. Sheikh Imam Al Imam Sa'di, Abdurrahman Al Sa'di, Rahimahullah, he mentions the affair of love. And he says that love is of three types. Imam Sa'di mentions love is of three types. The first of the three is Al Muhammadillah, loving Allah. And this is the usul of Tawheed. This is from the foundation of Tawheed, that you love Allah. Loving Allah from the foundation of Tawheed. Thereafter, he mentions Al-Mahabba Fillah or Mahabba Lillah. The second affair of loving is that you love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That your love, and this is the, from the Kamala Tawheed. This is something which is something that uh, it, it perfects your Tawheed and completes your Tawheed. That you love for the sake of Allah. So you love that which Allah loves from the people, like the people of good. You love that which Allah loves from the times, like the, the times that are blessed times. You love that which Allah loves from the places, the places which are mubarakah, blessed places. This is the affair of loving that for the sake of Allah. And so the person that loves and is upon tawheed by way of his love, he must complete that by way of loving that which Allah loves. So our association must be based upon that. Our associations are not based upon affairs of dunya. We do not come together based upon uh, tribes, nationalities, political stances. Rather, we come together based upon the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Hence why you have the term Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. They are the people of the sunnah and they are the Jama'ah. They are a Jama'ah that comes together based upon the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. And hence why you have this term, Hizbiyah. Naam, the term Hizbiyah is in opposition to this. The term Hizbiyah, which is Hizbiyah Madhmuma, a partisanship, is when the people have come together for a reason other than the Sunnah of the Nabi So then going back to what we mentioned previously. This affair of Quran and the Sunnah. So we leave off the people of innovation. We leave off the people of innovation. 
For indeed we know that the affair of Haqq is with Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know we've been commanded. Hold on firm to the rope of Allah, all of you, and be not divided. We mentioned this. We mentioned the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, where he commanded, he commanded to hold on firm to his sunnah. So then why do we say that the one that the one that has left this, why do we leave them as well? Because these ayat and these ahadith. We need to understand them as the imma of the past understood them. And hence we come back to that narration. If it was a fair of the dunya, then we would have this muqaraba, we would have this friendship, we would have this association. Well, however, it's an affair of deen. So many times you will hear the statement said that these people are harsh. They leave this person, they leave that person. However, we leave them, Lillah. Because we have our associations, Lillah, for the sake of Allah. We are seeking to be upon the way where we perfect our Tawheed. So our association with the people is for the sake of Allah. We leave the people for the sake of Allah. And you reflect upon that. When it comes to affairs of dunya, People find ease when it comes to disassociating themselves from the people. If someone wants to say something which offended you, the person finds ease within his own self, his own soul, within his own heart to disassociate himself from that person. Because he's offended. What about now when you have the individual where he's innovated in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You have the religion, you have the haqq, and then you have a person that has come and he's innovated in that, in that affair. As Imam Malik, he mentioned, So whoever in newly invents an affair within the deen of Islam, consider it to be hasana, consider it to be something which is good, then it's as if he is stating by way of that that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, fell into khiyana, khana risala, that the Nabi والسلام, betrayed us in his message. Why? Why is that? Why does he make this thing? Why does it? Why does the the one innovating, calling it something good? Why does this equate to the one as if they say that the messenger of Allah betrayed us in his in his message? Why does this? How does this equate to that? Again, not it's not a rhetorical question. No. He didn't convey the message completely. This, by way of that action, this action necessitates this speech. The action of a person innovating necessitates this speech, that he didn't convey the message fully. Because for no doubt, if the Messenger of Allah sallallahu conveyed the message fully, then how can someone come with something new and say it's good? Because by way of, the, by way of our understanding of the risala, the message of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu is that there was no khair, there was no good except that he called us to it. And there was no evil except that he warned us against it. So then if we're saying there's no khayr except that he called us to it, and there's no evil except that he warned us against it, then what is this new thing that the person is coming with except that he's claiming that indeed there was some part of khayr that he didn't call us to. And I have it here. And no doubt, this is a, a statement which is far away from the truth. 
But then again, we reflect. How many times we become we become offended by things that are personal to us. And we associate or disassociate based upon our own feelings and our own nafs and fusina, our own selves and our own souls. We become offended by that. But then when you have a person who has invented an affair in Islam, and so by way of that, he's saying this about the message of Allah sallallahu the best of creation. No doubt, it's a need to have that same affair of offense. For indeed, he's brought something which is worse than that. He's brought evil speech and an evil understanding, which is worse than that. And so, hence, this is why we state this affair of association has to be upon the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So, we come together based upon that affair. We are all brothers because we are people that are adhering to Islam. We're brothers upon Islam. And we come together based upon Islam. And we do not associate upon other affairs other than the deen of Islam. And none of it other than the sunnah. And where you find individuals, they may claim that no, we're together upon the sunnah. However, this one believes in this, this one believes in that, and this one believes in this. Allah Ta'ala states, you regard them as being one and together. However, their hearts are divided. Aye, their hearts are divided by different creeds. And this is the affair and this is the evil that you find from this principle, which was the principle of the Ikhwan al-Muslimin, the principle of ma'adhira wa ta'awun. Ma'adhira wa ta'awun being the principle of we leave off that which we disagree upon. So we, we excuse each other in that which we disagree upon and come together upon what we agree upon. There's no doubt it's something which is in opposition to the truth. There's no doubt it's in opposition to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah when he first came when he was first came to establish the deen of Islam, he established the deen of Islam upon the correct creed, Tawheed. The worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was no mention of leave off this and leave off that. Everyone has to be upon the same creed before we can progress and move forward. And so this understanding of we leave off that we should disagree upon, so we, but we come together upon what we agree upon, this is based upon a qaida, a principle which is a false principle. And even as a principle that we, that we mention in English language as well. Where they say that the ends does not justify the means. The ends, anyone heard this, this saying before? The ends does not justify the means. So they will say the ends that we want the Muslims to be united. The means is that we bring everyone together and we leave off that which we disagree upon. Okay, so you, you have issues with the Qadr? Okay, but forget that. You have issues with the rulers? Forget that. Let's bring everyone together. And so they want the unity of the Muslims like this. However, this does not bring about true unity. Because the people are not united upon one affair, which is the Sunnah and the Messenger of Allah. So it's something. I know that the truth is one. Allah Ta'ala mentions that Allah will yu ladina amanu yukhrijahum min al-dhulamati ila nur That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the protector of those who believe. Yukhrijahum, he takes them out of the darkness to the light. Allah Ta'ala mentions the dhulamat as plural, the darkness being plural. Why? Because the misguidance and the misguidance of many forms. There were paths of misguidance of many. 
one nor the guidance he mentions as plural uh, as a singular rum one because the haq is one so he takes him from the dhulumat subhanahu wa ta'ala to the nur which is one so now if the path of guidance is one then we can only come together upon that one affair and you cannot you cannot join the people upon different affairs and whilst you are look whilst you are excusing clear errors in creep this is merely papering over the cracks and this is not how the Salaf understood this affair of dealings with one another as you mentioned again the statement if it was a fair of dunya, we'll be close. However, it's the deen. We, are, we have to be with one another based upon the deen. No other affair. No other affair other than the deen. And so, when you find principles such as these, no doubt the principles become progressively worse over time. So the, the principle initially, it will begin with, we will, um, we will uh, excuse one another. We'll excuse one another based upon your, your creed, as long as you're Muslim. After that, what does it become? What do you think it becomes after that? We excuse one another. Before, before that, it's, we will excuse one another as long as we are from Ahlul Kitab. So as long as, you're, as long as you are Christian and Jewish, then we will excuse one another. And we can, we, can, we can cooperate with one another. Hence why you see these things where they mention interfaith dialogues and the likes of that. This is something that is quite prevalent now. So they want to discuss with one another what we agree upon, but we leave about what we disagree upon. So it began with those, everyone that is muntasibul al-Islam, everyone that is ascribing to Islam. Now it's just people that ascribe to the same prophets and messengers but those that are not even Muslims thereafter they say Naam as long as you believe in a God the prophet mentioned Jazawallah Khair they will come together upon that thereafter unity of religion religion. so Naam if you believe in a God but then after that then it's humanity they say these are our brothers in humanity <coughs> so it becomes just the fact that you are human it's the fact that you breathe oxygen and then that what comes out and then what comes out your mouth is carbon dioxide we'll come together upon that the fact that if you're cut you bleed okay we, we'll come together upon that no doubt and it all began from this affair so it's important to understand that from affairs of misguidance some affairs of misguidance may be fair seeming because a person can make tazin of affairs. <coughs> a person that says, but why don't you want the unity of the Muslims? What's wrong with being the, the Muslims coming together? Why should we disagree? Why should we, come to, why should we talk about things that we disagree about? We just want the Muslims to be together. However, we have to come together upon one truth. And so if you establish kawaid fasid, if you establish corrupt principles, they will not become better over time. Rather, they will become progressively worse. And this is the effect of bid'ah. This is the effect of innovation. That it becomes progressively worse over time. Because we know the people will become worse than the the people that preceded them. The the qawm, the people that will become worse than those that preceded them. 
So if this, if one set of people were upon one innovation, those that will come after them will become even worse. And so it's about being aware of this thing, being aware of adhering to the sunnah, being aware of ascribing to the sunnah and its people, and also being aware of <laughs> innovations and hizbiya as well. Again, he passes and shit. People holding on to affairs which oppose the truth. Upholds the, the, the manhaj of the salaf of this ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And uh, that's just what I wanted to conclude with in terms of this uh, short kalima. Fabarakullahu fikum ikhwah. Jazakumullah khaira. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina Muhammad.